You're listening to the Flip Houses Like a Girl podcast, where we educate, empower, and celebrate everyday women who are facing their fears, juggling family and business, embracing their awesomeness, and wholeheartedly chasing their dream of flipping houses. Each episode delivers honest-to-goodness tools, tips, and strategies you can implement today to get closer to your first or next successful house flip. Here's your spiky-haired, breakfast taco-loving host, house-flipping coach, Debbie DeBeery. Hey, how's it going today? I hope that whatever you're up to, you're having an easy day. And thanks for hanging out with us for a little bit. You are going to love this conversation. I know, I say that every time because they're all so great and inspiring and encouraging and just heartwarming and awesome. So this one is nothing short of any of those. So Kaylin and her husband live in Alaska and they have four daughters, middle school aged and younger. And so Kaylin has been a really busy stay at home mom for the last 11 years. And then she decided she wanted to chase this dream of hers, this dream of flipping houses. And we talk about so many really great things in this conversation, not just her two flips that she's completed, mind you, within six months, she completed two flips and will make around $70,000 total in those six months. I love it. Within a few short months, She has built a business. She has stepped into this new role of CEO. And this is common. This is what our Flip Sisters do. They go do the thing. And you can too. But here's the secret. You've got to bet on yourself. Because if you're not willing to bet on yourself, nobody else is going to. I talk to some women who are really excited and want to start flipping houses and their husbands aren't on board. What's often the case is that she isn't convicted. She isn't bought in. She doesn't trust herself. And he feels that. He sees that. He knows that. And I love this story because Kaylin started showing up for herself differently. She was all in. She was bought in. She trusted herself and the process. And she went out and started and is building a fantastic business. So I'm thrilled to share this conversation with you. She talks about navigating, creating a business, and stepping out of the role of stay at home mom and being seen differently by her husband and her friends, and her circle, and all that has come with that. This is such an awesome conversation. You're going to love it. Here we go. Kaylin, thank you for sharing your story. It's a really important one. And I know that this is going to impact so many women who relate deeply to you and your story. I can't tell you the number of times I hear from people, random people that they heard whatever podcast episode and -and so-and-so made them feel like they could do it. And 
like, that's why, that's why these are so important. Like, yes, it's celebrating you, but it's also to let other women know, like everyday women are doing this. You can do this too. I promise you, you can. Well, that's, that's my story. I mean, that was essentially joining your program and, and that's what happened for me. It was hearing the everyday, it was that first flip, hearing people's first flip and recognize that's, that's what I needed. And now I'm here, which pinch me, it doesn't feel real, but now I'm being viewed kind of bizarre and exciting and all of that all wrapped into one. So I'm excited. It's so cool. Like, tell us a little bit about you and a little bit about your backstory and where you are and what you're up to in the world aside from flipping. Okay. Yeah. So my name is Kaylin Buse. Um, my husband and I live in Palmer, Alaska. Uh, we've got four daughters, um, ranging from ages 11 down to four. Um, he's the agriculture teacher at Palmer high school. And, and so we just, we're, we're involved in the community. Um, but up until this point, I've, I've pretty much been stay at home mom. Um, I, I did a little, a few things here and there. Um, but this has been a big change in our family starting my business. And, um, we love to fish. We love to be outside and that's, that's us. Yeah. So I'm curious when you approach your husband and say, Hey man, so I know I've been doing this for how, how long had you been out of the workforce? 11 years. Yeah. Our whole marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's huge. So then you, you say, how does that conversation go? Well, I'll, I'll tell you, he's a very supportive person, but that rose obvious that brought up obvious concerns for him. And for me, we were both feeling it. Um, and it was more of just like, how, like, cause he's, like I said, he's not just the teacher. He's also very involved in the community. Um, he, he just, he does a lot of volunteer work. And so that conversation was very much like, okay, if you feel strongly, you need to do this, let's move forward. But, um, but it has been a huge change. So from that conversation till now, um, you know, it's just been doing a lot of adjusting and having a lot of give and take and, um, and it's not been easy. And so, I think that's why the tribe has been so beneficial for me because there were times where it really felt like that was the only group that I had that was saying like, keep going, keep moving forward. You can do this. So not that he's not supportive. It just was such a big change. Um, and, and it was very challenging for both of us. So. Yeah, I bet. I bet. It has, has that become easier? Or is it just different? <laughs> it's different. That's what I would say. It's different. And um, we'll get, we'll get around to a lot of the, a lot of this conversation, I'm sure, but it, it really has been, it's really been recognizing that everybody's needs in our family matter. I think as women, we have a tendency to uh, we've been taught. Um, I know for me, especially your value comes from what you give. Mm-hmm. I've got four daughters. I want them to learn the importance of their needs being met as, mm-hmm. as they grow up and make choices for their lives. And so um, it's something that I'm passionate about. It's something I shout from the rooftops. Now, anybody I talk to other friends, family, it's like your needs matter. And your kids need to see that, that, that we prior- prioritize everybody in our family, including mom. That's huge. Like mm-hmm. that's all, all of that is bigger than the house you flipped. 
Yes. I mean, a thousand times bigger than that goal that was achieved. I mean, it's huge. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Yep. Oh my God. Okay. So I'm feeling very moved. <laughs> that was <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, but really, it really is, it's so much more than just the house flip. It's who we are and how we show up in our lives. And and those the people that are watching, the children, nieces, nephews, neighbors, right? People are watching, people we don't even realize are watching us go do this thing that we say we want to do. And that's inspiring. Yeah. Because a lot of people won't allow themselves to do that. So that's huge, man. Awesome. Okay. And I remember you saying that, that the biggest change that's going to take place in this business is the change that happens within me. I was like, okay, sure. Debbie, you know, <laughs> okay. okay woo like, yeah, as time went on, I was like, holy cow, like, I am not the same person that I was when I started this business. Yeah. It's my favorite part. The transformation in the person. I, I understand that that's the goal, right? The house flip is the goal, but the transformation in the person is, it's so empowering to, it's just so empowering and inspiring to see somebody go through that. Even though like there are hard times, <laughs> it's not all easy. No. It's just part of it. It's totally part of it. Okay. Absolutely. This is great. Let's jump into, let's jump into the flip. Let's talk about the details. So um, first of all, how did you find this one? This was an MLS foreclosure. Um, so I just, yeah, MLS. Okay. And I'm remembering. So the, the one you're working on now was the one we talked about first. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Conversation. Yeah. Okay. And that, that one, that one has been a blast too. So yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that one too. Um, because that's a great story. How, how that unfolded, like a really great story. Okay. So you found this one on the MLS and were you, when you made an offer, were you one of a hundred or were you the only offer? Um, How did that look? Um, I'm not sure. Actually, I, I know there was a ton of activity. Um, I, I just, I think it was uh, one of those that was just a little bit of a high purchase price and, um, and I was able to, to pick it up and um, yeah. Did you walk the property with a contractor? I did. Yes. Yeah. So, um, uh, I, the unfortunate thing was when I put in the offer, I had to kind of have a conversation with my contractor and kind of do a video walkthrough. Nice. That was a little bit nerve wracking. He was out of town. That's the only house that I have walked without him, but we did a video walkthrough. And then after the offer was accepted, we went in and made sure that we were, we were on target. That's fantastic. Okay, great. Yeah. So you had an inspection contingency. You had some contingencies there that allowed you to do some due diligence. Good. Absolutely. Yep. What did you, what was the purchase price? Uh, 269,000. Okay. And what were you thinking the repairs would be? I was thinking 35,000. It was very much a cosmetic flip. So I was thinking I'm going to go in, change the flooring, uh, do the paint, walk away, just really, really simple and easy. Um, uh, and then as we went into it, it was kind of like, Hey, let's, let's put a little bit more into us. We were watch into it. We were watching the market. All of a sudden I was like, Oh, this ARV is changing even in the little bit of time that we were working. And I knew, and it wasn't so much that I was going to make that much more money, but I was excited to make it that much more livable and beautiful for the next family that was coming in. And 
So, so that jumped up the final uh, renovation budget ended up being $52,000. But like I said, as we move forward, I knew I had that room to add um, just because of what the market was doing. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, That's nice that you, that those weren't surprises. (laughs) Yeah. You chose to spend a little bit more because you saw what was happening with the market and you were able to, you had that, that margin to play with. Yes. That's fantastic. Okay. How long was the renovation? Uh, three weeks. Um, my contractor got in there and he rocked it. I, I mean, just, he put in a ton of time. Um, you know, he, it, it just, they, he flew through it. It was, it was awesome. And you know, even when people say oh, it was just a cosmetic flip, I mean, I had a full dumpster. I mean, it was still a ton of work. We were really proud of that timeline. That's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So you, when did you buy it? When did you close on it? Closed on that on March 17th. Okay. The purchase closing on March 17th. March 17th. You guys were in like the next day working. I remember that. And then so super fast. So then you are on the market for sale when? Uh, Oh, I think that because we closed June. I want to say that would have been mid-April. Okay. Is when we went on the market. Okay. So all of that was great and fine and really yep. fast. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're under contract and you kind of just, you kind of just dropped a hint. You didn't close. So you're under contract, like April 15th ish we'll go with. Yep. And you closed when? June, tw- uh, June, let me double check on that. Uh, June 18th. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So two months. Yeah, there was a few things. The first thing was we went pending and the people who put in the offer drove in and they couldn't fit their truck in the garage. So they backed out. I totally forgot that. I, that's a bizarre so, that that's a thing. Okay. Yes. And it's like you, it's like you talk about the frustrating part about that is that everybody wonders what's wrong with it. Like what's the matter with this house and it's out of my control. And so, you know, luckily we put it back on the market. I was really stressed about it, but then two days later I was back pending again. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Because that is, and, and, and then to write in the remarks, something like, no, really his truck didn't fit in the garage. Like that's the only reason why we, yes, that's it. Everything else is great. Beautiful home. My gosh. Okay, good. I'm glad you got a contract quickly. Okay. What took so long though? Because a 60 day escrow or ish, that's long. If anybody listening has any interest in moving to Alaska with a title company, like, please do it because it's very common right now um, with this market. Our title companies, our um, appraisers are super backed up. It's the most frustrating part of, of flipping for me right now because I've got a great contractor. We stay on our timeline. We're working hard to make sure it all follows through. And then, and then it's like, hurry up and wait. Oh, um, and so nothing really held it up. It was just that finally, when we got the appraisal, which took, I think three or four weeks, oh, gosh. And I think I remember telling you the title company was like, we'll be able to close in two weeks from now. Right. And you're thinking why? So I have actually established a relationship with the title company. I came in and said, Hey, I'm going to be turning three or four properties a year. Like if you can get, make me a priority, like I want to work with you and they've been awesome. So I'm, I'm working on a third house right now that I'm trying to close on. Um, and they said that they would be willing to work it in a week. Oh, nice. So I'll have that now, but then on the sale, you know, I, I'm not in control of the title company that the purchaser chooses. So anyway. Yeah. 
So it's, it's killing me slowly. That's to set up. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That was, I I'm sure that was a long two months for you. It was even a long two months for me. I was like, what is happening? What is going on? That's crazy. Okay. All right. So were there any major surprises on that on, on any part of the deal? So luckily, because the house was pretty much cut and dry, um, there were two things. One, my husband's cousin, who was more like his sister, passed away right when I was getting ready to start painting. Oh, that was God, the I only part that. of the project that I was doing myself. And so it's just a personal thing and those happen. But then I was left to find out, okay, I've got these four kids and this is my part of the deal and I can't hold up the project. Um, and so... The other part too, is I underestimated the amount of time it would take to paint a 3000 square foot house. You know, I I've painted how like my house room to room and I'm thinking, Oh, I can knock that out. And then you start getting into it and you're like, Holy cow, I'm in over my head. So luckily my amazing contractor who works with his wife and his 15 year old son, he's now 16. Um, they are just amazing. And just seeing what was going on with my family, they jumped in we worked out a deal where I was going to pay them but we all just, cause that's um, the only part of the project he does not do is painting. And so luckily they were awesome. We rallied together and we knocked it out. I, I got, I don't have a lot of family up here. Um, my sister-in-law lives here, but she was out of town. And so I was able to find friends to step in and everybody rallied and helped me out. And that was just like, so, um, so touching, you know, just to, um, and again, going back to what we talked to before, like realizing that if I ask for help and I prioritize myself, people want to step up. They want to help you, you know, and, and that give and take. And so that was very inspiring. Wouldn't have got it done without them. And um, so, so that was, that was a, that was a tough thing to get through, but also a lot of silver linings came out of that. Yeah. And then the other surprise, I think you'll remember this um, the day before we were getting ready for our open house in April, the snow starts to melt (laughs) in Alaska. Oh God. So it starts to melt. And so we're getting ready. Like my realtors got the sign out. We're getting ready for this awesome, you know, reveal, like so excited for the buzz. And literally all of a sudden I pull in the driveway and I can see the top of what looks like black garbage bags. So I go over there and just the biggest, nastiest pile of garbage you have ever seen just melting away. And the hard part in Alaska is it's like, that's not just snowed on that is frozen to the earth. Like, like so we get out these big heaters. Like I get those, it's like a lawn torch. We're trying to melt it off. It smells terrible. And we realize like, this is not going to work. And so we ended up tarping it and just throwing snow. There was plenty of snow. So we threw the snow on the top and I feel dishonest about that because I knew I'd come back and clean it, but it was like, just for the open house, let's get through this. And so we ended up keeping that tarp on all the way till like after I had already gone under contract. And like, I think I remember two weeks before we closed, I was still kind of like digging it off the earth. and. Oh throwing my gosh. I completely forgot about that. That is <laughs> the wildest thing. I mean, that's not even anything my brain would think is possible. Right. <laughs> so far right. from my reality. Oh my yes. God. Yeah. And I think up here, people, they knew what was going on. You know, they knew. Sure. Yeah. But you think in your brain, like, especially on your first one, it was my first one. I'm thinking this is going to break it. Like nobody's going to want this house. And you're like so overwhelmed and it's a very fixable problem, but you can only wait. It's, you can't force that one. (laughs) That's a trip. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, really all in all, pretty smooth. Yes. First flip. Like, yep. Yeah, definitely. And okay. So 
overall timeline. Um, oh, like three months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, that's yeah. amazing. Yes. Would have been much faster, but yes. yeah, three months is great. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so when you purchased the house, what was the ARV you were thinking? So when I originally went in, um, I was thinking somewhere in the 360s, 365. Um, and then as I started looking closer at it, talking with my contractor, we were like, we're going to list this for 380. It's hard to come up with hard numbers because like I said, we just shifted it as we moved on. But yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what you have to do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You have to see what's happening in that moment. And yeah, totally. Yes. What was the profit? So my profit on that was $23,658. That's amazing. In three months, like 23 grand to go from nothing, like you not working. And then you come in and you're like, I'm going to flip houses, hun. And you make almost $24,000 on your first flip in three months. That's ridiculous. (laughs) It it was amazing. It's been amazing. Wow. Okay. How did you, oh, I meant to ask, how did you finance the purchase and the renovations? So it was all private money for me, which actually my realtor's an investor up here and that's what he does. And so that's just what I did. Um, We don't have hard money lenders up here, um, but there's a lot of people who like to invest in real estate up here for obvious reasons. I'm learning like what a great investment real estate is. And so, um, you know, I, I was able to to pull it off. And, and yeah, it was all private. Did you know that when you met him, like when you said, Hey, you're my realtor or like, how did you know that about him? So I ended up, I started, I started the process with a different realtor and she was amazing. She was awesome. Um, she helped me get to the, to the purchase closing when I bought the property. Um, and then as time went on, it was super hard for me because we had this relationship. I'm a very loyal person. Um, but she was super understanding when I just told her, I said, Hey, he's an investor. This is, this is a direction I need to go to gain the knowledge I need for my future. And and she was super awesome about it. And so I just came across him through some friends of mine who have used him before. That's fantastic. Okay. So great first flip. Let's talk about your second one. Okay. Okay. So when this we first, awesome. <laughs> yeah, when we first talked, when did you join? I joined in November. Okay. My daughter's well, birthday, November 17th. Oh, Wow. When you joined, we had a conversation and you had, I feel like you saw a flyer. Yes. Okay. So at our, at our local grocery store, uh, an, an older gentleman had just put up a flyer um, up with, you know, the tags where you can pull the phone number off, you know, give me a call. So called him, came out and looked at his house. Um, and obviously we... It, it, this is a situation very common for distressed sellers. You know, the house is in very bad condition. The, the property is covered in garbage. Um, and, and we can't get into the property because his tenant has changed the locks and did not give him a key. So totally taking advantage of this man and um, just sweet man who just couldn't assert himself and um, total abusive situation in my, in my opinion. And so um, but I kept trying. So we, I just said, Hey, just keep talking to your tenant. Let's try to get in there. Um, and eventually we were able to get into the property and I was able to take a look. Um, as time went on, I, I realized this was before I joined the program before I had done my first flip. So I still just was like, I, there's so many factors here. I just don't, I don't know what I'm doing. So I backed away from it. 
after doing my first flip, I was like, you know what? I think the numbers make sense in that house. And so it was the same thing, trying to get back into the property. Um, this time I was able to take my contractor and my realtor, and we were finally able to get a time to get in. We kind of just surprised the tenant and we were all able to go in and take a look. Um, and once we looked at it, it was like, oh, we can convert the garage into two more bedrooms, um, and, and increase the, the value of the home by a lot. And so, um, so that's, yeah, that was the initial, uh, part of the process. So then my realtor helped me help the, help the owner evict the tenants, which went a lot smoother than we thought it would. Oh, good. Um, so this man, he was behind on his payments, probably going to lose his house. Um, just, all these, all these factors that just made me feel like, oh man, if I can just help him and still make money, you know, we should do this. And I didn't think I was going to make very much, but I doubled my profits from the first flip with this one. So we closed on this one next week and it ended up being way more lucrative than I thought it was going to be. This guy was able to walk away with a good amount of cash to start over. And yeah, it was, it was awesome. That's amazing. Those wins like that where, yeah, the profit's great, but you really helped somebody in a terrible situation and you were able to problem solve. And those feel so good to me. Like those are the ones, those, the problem solving ones are the most rewarding to me because they're the ones that most people won't take on because they don't, they don't know how. It's like, yes. yeah, they don't know how. And so they get intimidated and they're like, ah, forget it. It's too hard. So kudos know- to you for holding out on that. So when did you, okay. So you, so you were in touch with him before November, October. Okay. So October and you, you finally, after months, you finally got under contract and closed on the purchase. When? Um, we closed on that one shortly after we finished. Uh, so like the beginning of May, it was like May 1st that tenacity, right? Like six, seven, eight months, people aren't going to hang around. Like that's like, ah, you're amazing. Okay. That's awesome. I love that you, I love everything about that story. Okay. Um, so what were the numbers on that one? What was the purchase price on that one? Purchase price on that one was 98,000. Okay. Um, the renovation on that one ended up being like around $65,000. Um, and we sold it to my contractor's brother for 220 grand. Wow. Yeah. So your profit on that one is 45 grand, which it might be a little bit more. We haven't gone to title yet, but it may be closer to 50,000. So that, that one blew my mind. It was just a big win all the way around. It was just, it was cool. And that one, that one, we had more surprises. That one took two, two weeks longer than we expected. And, you know, there were a few other factors, but it was super fun. Right. Cause now we're adding in the fact that the contractor's brother is the one who ends up buying it. Like, shut up. <laughs> Stop. I, I freaking love this deal. Well, it was, and what's really cool about that too, it pulled at my heartstrings because he's a, a single dad with two kids. Um, he needed a family home with two extra bedrooms. So we were able to, we actually converted the house. It was only a one bed, one bath with adding the garage, it became a three bed, two bath. Cause we added a um, primary bathroom and primary room in the upstairs. And so then it became a family home, which was, was so cool. And this was his first purchase and now he's got his kids in there and, and yeah, just, it was awesome. That's amazing. Okay. So you closed in May again, three, about three months. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're doing it, man. <laughs> You're doing it. 
that's what I say. Three to four months, we need to be in and out. It, it, it protects us from craziness. <laughs> wow. Okay. Did your numbers change much on, on that one or were they around what you expected when you closed in May? They were around where I expected minus that both my contractor and I kind of underestimated how much it was going to take. Okay. So what was cool about that is he was really willing to work with me because he said, Hey, this is what I thought was going to happen. But so we came in the middle and we just found a way to, like I said, I have an amazing contractor. Yeah. We just, we make a really good team. We work well together. And so, um, yeah, just, but everything else, materials, all that was, I'm getting really good. I think at, at kind of anticipating what all that stuff's going to cost. Nice. So I keep hearing a, a, a theme with you about relationships, right? Like yes. the contractor, the title company, you reach out to the title company and you're like, this is what's happening. And are you, do you want to step up? Uh, the realtor, like another thing as women that we do is we feel like we have to wear every hat there is, or else we aren't doing it right. Mm-hmm. So kudos to you for really harnessing the importance of a team and like really utilizing that and utilizing relationships. And it it makes it more fun. And also everybody does better. Like everybody feels better. Everybody does better. Everybody wins. And it's just like, it's hard for people to think that it's because especially women, like we have to do all the things. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, and I think like, and you can tell me, I'm sure that you relate to this where I've noticed in business, there were certain times where I would interact with people and I could tell they were coming from very much like taking care of themselves and making sure they were taken care of. And and that was all they thought about. And I've learned for me and people even said, like, when you go into business, you have to do that, Caitlin, you've got to make sure, cause nobody's going to do that for you. Make sure you go into it, make sure your needs are met. And you got to stop worrying about everybody. And I've learned that that does not resonate for me. I think I'm always going to approach business. It's how I approach life yeah. in a way that recognizes everybody involved. And I expect the people that work with me to do the same thing. And so luckily as time has gone on, I I've built that team and I'll continue to build that team where it's like, we're all going to make sure this is a win win for everybody. And that's just something that's been really important to me. And that goes back to what I talked about before, where it's like my needs, everybody's needs are equally important. Let's make sure we can, we can do that all the way across the board. Totally. Man, I just, your journey has been so fun to watch. It's our first conversation. I was like, oh my gosh, I love this girl. And I knew, I knew you were going to do it. I think what was, there was something at first where you were like, oh, you were kind of um, fighting being seen a little bit, right? For sure. It's that it's that was the scariest part. And I this is probably what you're remembering. The scariest part was putting out on Facebook, hey, this is what I'm doing. Um, because you you become this person, right? You become this person that people expect you to be. And when you step out of that, it kind of freaks everybody out. Yeah. And so yes, absolutely. Like coming out saying, This is what I'm gonna be, this is what I'm gonna do. It yeah. it, it can be very terrifying, but it's yeah. like the best thing that could have happened for me. Cause yeah. Once it's out there, it's like, here I am. Right. Right. And we, God, we anticipate it to, we build it up so much that it's going to be this terrible, awful thing. And it's just, it's not. And that's not to say that there aren't some people who are naysayers on like some people have 
naysayers who are just rude on their posts, right? Like that's just the internet. Yes. But it honors you by saying, this is what I'm up to. It, it prioritizes you and it, it's such an important act because it does, it just, you stand up for yourself and you said, and you're like, this is what I'm up to. Like, who knows, but this is what I'm up to. And more times than not, that's met with, oh my gosh, so cool. First of all, everybody wants to flip houses. Like it's the coolest thing you can do, right? It's, we're all in it for the before and after photos, the transformation, like everybody wants to be part of that. And a lot of times what we get is, oh, I have money to invest. Hey, I want to invest. And it's usually the people you don't ever imagine. I have just loved watching your journey. I really have. I've seen your transformation. Like I've, I'm here for it. And I've been watching and I am so proud of, and I don't mean that in a condescending way. It's like, I'm so inspired by you and the way you're showing up and the woman that your daughters see going and doing it, whatever it is, right. Just go do it. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm inspired by you. I'm totally in awe. So thank you for sharing your journey with us. And thank you. And, and I would, I would say of, there's lots of things that I've taken away from being a part of the tribe and part of your program. Um, but I think the coolest thing, the thing that I've learned the most about is how women should be supporting other women. Um, I know that's your mantra. I know that's part of who you are. Um, but I don't know that that's something we're necessarily taught. No. And so it has been life-changing for me to go into that program and take away what that should look like and what that should feel like and that we're not competing with each other. We're encouraging each other. We're a team. And, um, it's probably, you know, we're both college athletes. And so we have, we have that background of competition and competing with each other. And, um, I have really, that has been life-changing for me to have a group of women supporting me the way that you and the other women of the tribe have. It has just been incredible. That totally, like, that's everything. The group really is very special. And it's it's not a bunch of catty women, right? We're not withholding information from each other. We're not, like, we're not coming from a mindset of lack and scarcity. We really are coming from abundance and let's lift her up. And it's just amazing. It's amazing. So I'm glad that that's what you're taking away from it for sure. I don't want to just be thinking that. <laughs> so it's very um, reassuring that that's what you're feeling. And those make or break points, that's what got me through those moments. Like, cause they were there and you know that you have those moments of like, I don't know if I can do this. What have I gotten myself into? Yeah. And it was, it was the group that that's what made the difference for me to keep, to keep going. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad you've inspired so many people. Uh, in, in our tribe and now listeners. So know that it's a big deal. It really is a big deal. Just the fact that you went and did it. And I'm just, I'm so inspired. Okay. Wait, you, you're closing on a third one. I'm working on a third one. I I had one that I was going to close on. And I think um, it, it was about that time we were finishing up this second property 
that my contractor and I were like, okay, we need to go in back into this third property we were going to purchase and let's make sure we've got this thing nailed down. So I had to renegotiate and the owner, they, they decided not to take my, my offer, which I'm so glad to be at a point now where that's like, that doesn't scare me. That doesn't mean like, I remember the first time putting in an offer, I was so concerned, like, oh, I'm going to make somebody upset. And now it's just, I, there's no feeling behind that. I just am totally fine saying, hey, this is what I can do. If it doesn't work, uh, you know, I'll move along. So moving on, you know, moving on. And there's one right now, I'll, I'll keep you guys posted. I'm really hopeful about it. It's an off-market deal, which I'm learning. I just want to do off-market. I just like working with distressed sellers. Yes. I like being the only person in the game. Yes. I like being the only negotiator because I feel like once you establish that relationship, things can just be so good. Absolutely. It, it is different working with off-market deals because you do get to have that relationship with the seller. You do get to know them and really understand their needs because MLS, you don't know anything. Nope. And it's really hard to solve people's problems when you don't know what they are for the most part. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. So you're working on that one. You're probably, maybe what's going on in your brain is we're renovating my house now. That might be what you're thinking about. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I'm like, I swear something's happening. And it's chaos because my house is torn apart, but this is like, like, I mean, we live in a fixer upper. We have lived in a fixer upper for three years. My husband's a teacher. I was getting ready to become a teacher and this was going to be like a 10 year ordeal and it's getting done. Like it'll be done in a week and it blows my mind. Like I'm, I'm so excited nine months and change into you saying, this is my business and this is what I'm doing. And you've made, you've had two great deals that were wins for everyone. And you get to also renovate your own house. Like mm -hmm. that's just, it's huge. That's huge. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm super inspired and I know others will be for sure. Is there anything else that I didn't touch on that you wanted to be sure you said. I feel like the, the I shared it. The main thing is just, just learning how to, I don't know. I, I hate to use the word like people interpret when you say prioritize yourself, they interpret that maybe as you saying that you're putting yourself above others. Cause that's just what we do as women. But again, it's just, learning how to be a part of the equation and learning how to teach your family and friends and everybody you interact with that, that everybody deserves a piece of the pie, you know, and, yep. and, and that's been the biggest change for me. So we've already kind of covered that, but I just want to emphasize that because I know that for me and for many of my friends, many of the women I interact with, um, just learning that, like, I want my daughters to continue to have goals, to continue to have dreams, to, yeah. Um, to show up for themselves as well as everybody around them. So totally show up for yourself. I love it. I was looking forward to this a lot. So thank you. I appreciate you taking your time, uh, taking time out of your busy life and schedule uh, and business uh, to do this, to sit and hang out with me. So thanks, Kaylin. I'm so glad you're here. I really am. Yes. Thank you. I, I'm so happy that I got to be a part of this. And um, I told you, I, I'm always, whatever, any way I can help, let me know because it's been life-changing for me. So thank you so much for having me here. Oh my gosh. Thanks, Kaylin. We'll have you back. We'll have you back to talk about the next one. Sounds good. Sounds good. Let me know when. Awesome. I'll see you in the group. Thank you. Thanks, Debbie. Bye. Bye. So great. So, so great.
these results, this kind of business, this kind of sense of accomplishment and pride is 100% possible for you. If you're sick of not making any progress and tired of watching other people do this thing, and you know you need help because if you didn't, you would already be doing the thing. Go to herfirstflip.com. Again, that's herfirstflip.com and see if we might be a fit to work together. We have an awesome community, obviously. You've met so many of these women and heard their stories, and we have so many wins because our processes and program work, and we would love to add your wins to that list. All right, herfirstflip.com. And until next time, go out there, flip houses like a girl, and leave people in places better than you find them. Make it a great day. Bye, y'all.